Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to Season 6 of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Carrie Gillen. Carrie is married to Jim, and they have two boys and six grandchildren. Carrie is an active part of women's ministry and has taught women's Bible study several times. After you finish this episode, go check out her most recent teaching video at greenacreswomen.org. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here today. I'm so excited. Well, to start off, tell us a little bit about the journey that you're on right now. Well, God and His sovereignty chose to start me on a very uh, sacred journey on April the 19th when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It didn't come as a surprise because I've had other biopsies, and my mom passed away of breast cancer uh, 10 years ago. So uh, it was a surprise that I had been diagnosed, and uh, Dr. Coker was delivering the diagnosis to me, and the whole time she was talking, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and I really felt like the Lord was holding my face in His hands and said, Carrie, I've mapped out a sacred journey for you to follow. I want you to run this race, according to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, with your eyes fixed firmly on me. And He's such a good father, like a good parent. He took my face in His hands and held me as He talked to me, and He never let go over these months, and I have had such a sacred journey with him. And it brought me great peace from the very beginning to know that this cancer was by his design, that he had mapped out this race for me, and it's been a series of divine appointments every step of the way where I can honestly say this diagnosis has been one of the greatest gifts to me because it's caused me to know the depth of his love for me. Wow. What an encouragement. Well, tell us some more about the people in your life that have walked you through this diagnosis. Well, I'm going to start with the medical community first because I has been such a stunning gift to me to see what a godly medical community we have here in Tyler. Uh, the Dr. Coker at uh, the Ross Breast Center that diagnosed me prayed with me. Um, she sent me encouraging notes ever since then, and it's been such a sacred journey. She did my biopsies following the the um, diagnosis and um, prepared me because by God's design, I got to go to MD Anderson for a second opinion. Our precious daughter-in-law, Lindsay, had been diagnosed with breast cancer remarkably the year before. And she had gone through the same journey and gone to MD Anderson for her treatment and her surgery. And so she got me in with the doctors down there. It wasn't that I didn't trust my Tyler doctors, but I was glad to get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. So Jim and I were blessed to go to MD Anderson on two different occasions for two full days of 27 different testings and appointments. And so the Lord really used that to confirm my diagnosis. And uh, we came back to Tyler, and I'm uh, using Dr. Davis at Texas Oncology, and have been so blessed by her 
uh, Christian influence on me as my medical doctor. She understands the great physician, and she's partnering with him in my treatment. And then my surgeon is Dr. Michael Norton, who is such a godly man, uh, has been in our Sunday school class, and I know his wife well. And so it's just been so sweet for me to see the medical community partnering with the Lord on my sacred journey. And even at NB Anderson, the nurses, and not that I'm shocked about that, but the nurses and the technicians and the people drawing my blood and just the nurse that welcomed me, they all had such a sweet spirit to me. And if I mentioned the Lord, they immediately joined in and acknowledged His presence and His intentionality and what they were doing there. So it's really confirmed to me what a sacred journey this has been. I love to hear that and just hear the opportunities that you've had with the medical community to be encouraged by, and I'm sure encourage them. Well, it's been been remarkable. Early on, I thought, well, Lord, this will be a great witnessing opportunity to be at chemo and to be in the cancer hospital and to be able to witness to other patients. What's been overwhelming to me are the nurses and the doctors that are ministering to me, praying over me before my procedure. When I went in for the port placement uh, at uh, Christus Mother Francis, I had this precious nurse And she started praying for me before my surgery, and I looked over at Jim. She basically prayed the whole New Testament over me. And Jim's hands were lifted and tears were running down his face, and the surgery just went so beautifully, but for a nurse. And she said, that's her calling. She loves to prepare patients medically and spiritually for what they're about to go through. So I can just tell you, it has been a series of divine appointments like that. Nurse after nurse, chemo nurse after chemo nurse have just radiated the love of Christ to me in such tender ways. What a kindness of the Lord to Very give me much. that. Tell me about what it's been like with your family, with your church family. Well, my family has been so incredibly supportive. Uh, the night of my diagnosis, they all came, the, the, my son that lives here and his three children, his precious wife who had undergone cancer the year before, came over and we prayed and we cried. And I was especially concerned about my grandchildren having gone through this with their mom the year before, that I didn't want them to question God's goodness or His mercy or His provision. But God really showed up during Lindsay's cancer journey, and it was a spiritual awakening for their whole family. And so I was able to build on that foundation with them. And we prayed and cried and committed it to the Lord. And so that night, Jim and I prayed, and we were about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, I just went, oh, Lord, please spare my husband from having to go through this. I watched my sweet dad take care of my mom her last years with her cancer journey, and I knew what a challenge that was. And the Lord spoke to me very strongly, and he said, Carrie, I am multitasking here. I am as much at work in Jim's life and in your children's life and your grandchildren's life as I am in yours. Do not sabotage that. Do not interfere with that. It's a sacred journey. Now let me do my work. Man, I mean, that'll preach whether you're in a cancer journey or any other stage of absolutely. life. Absolutely, absolutely. And it frees you up to know you're partnering with the Lord in what he's doing. Uh, Our older grandson, when COVID was going, our only grandson, when COVID was so bad and they were having to go to school on Zoom and do whatever, I asked him one day, how are you all handling this? And Will spoke up and said, Gigi, I watch you and Jimbo and mom and dad. And if y'all are okay, I'm okay. And so that's been a real inspiration to me to reflect I'm okay because God is the author and the finisher of my faith. And I want my grandchildren to see that trust and that confidence in Him. And what a legacy that leaves. What about your church family? How have they come My church you? family has been stellar. I promise. I have seen the body of Christ, and it is more beautiful than I ever imagined. The women's ministry has been so supportive of me. 
Women come up to me all the time. I'm praying for you. How's it going? Debbie Stewart has just poured the word into my heart and given me such confidence in the character and nature of God as she has taught God's word. And I've been part of other Bible studies. And my husband teaches a large connect group here of our age people that are in their 70s or grandparenting. And it's just been so rich because they've just come alongside me. And he has used the most—one of the ladies in our class is an excellent cook, and she just makes the best homemade soup. And she'll just text and say, I'm on my way with soup. And it's exactly what I was craving that day. And then there's a godly man in this church that sings hymns to me. He records them and sings to me. And it makes me tear up because his voice is just like my sweet daddy's. And I will get these hymns early in the morning, late at night, in the middle of the afternoon. And it's exactly the hymn I needed to hear at that moment. So it's just been beautiful. And people will just leave stuff on my doorstep and text me and say, go look on your porch. I left you some food. Or I love hydrangeas, and I have a friend who has a gorgeous garden of them, and she just leaves bouquets of them on my porch all the time. So it's amazing. They meet your physical needs. They meet your spiritual needs. I have three journals of scriptures that have been sent to me that their people are praying. So the body of Christ is just as beautiful as I imagined it to be, but now I have validation. Yes. What difference do you think that's made having such strong biblical community in all these different areas in your diagnosis? Oh, I think it's incredible because I think as God is ministering to me so much and I can speak back into the people who are praying for me how those prayers are being answered, it increases their faith as they see how God is radically working in our lives and the peace that has prevailed throughout this whole journey and just the presence of it, the joy of his presence or whatever, and my ability to share that, that they're partnering with me, they're getting to enjoy the benefits of that. And I've had, I've had friends that say, watching God be so faithful to you has encouraged me in my challenges that I'm facing. And so I think Anytime you sow into someone, you're going to reap the benefits of it. So as they've sowed their prayers into me, I'm praying that the Lord makes them aware of His provision, His peace, and His protection in my life that's available to them also. Oh, I love that. Um, has the Lord given you any scripture or anything like that for the season? He has given me several. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, on my journey, actually, right before my diagnosis was in April, I had ordered uh, the uh, My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers, a devotional book I've read since the 80s. Mm-hmm. But this little gift devotional book came out of 90 of his best devotionals that I had ordered for graduation gifts. And they arrived the day of my diagnosis. And I promise, day one, it was like God just gave me the map and the guideline for my journey. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yes, it's fabulous. And I've I've ordered them by the case now, and I'm just giving them out to my prayer partners or warriors. But every day there was a different scripture and a different devotional, which, which is exactly what I needed for my journey. And so I've had that and the ability to share that. And one of the greatest ones out of this was number 65. And it and Oswald Chambers is talking about God needing to be our intimate companion, mm-hmm. which I've found out on my journey. And he said, in order to fulfill our purpose, first we must get to know Jesus as more than our personal Savior. Yes, I know he saved me from my sin, but now I'm going to get to know him as my intimate companion. We must know him as our intimate companion. Only then will he reveal to us our purpose. 
We must be absolutely loyal to his commands, absolutely loyal to what we discern when we are close to him so that any call will be easily heard because we're so intimately walking with him. So that is just that has just blessed me so much. And the scripture that went with that was Mark six thirty one. Come with me by yourself to a quiet place. So in in my sacred journey, as a Holy Spirit has started to reveal to me the depth of His lavish love, His mercies, His tender grace, the joy of His presence. I knew it was there. I've just not known the depth and the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it. And honestly, throughout this whole journey, as I said, I felt like he's been holding my face in his hands. And I've never looked at him that he wasn't already looking at me. He's never looked away. But now I can honestly say my hands are on top of his. And I never want him to let go. Oh, that's so sweet. We might just all be crying now. <laughs> um, Debbie has that book as well. I think yes, you had gifted I gave it, it to her. her. Yeah. And she has read that in our team meetings mm-hmm. many times. Just the encouragement that has come from that. Yes. And I'll tell you another sweet thing that happened. My son's a pastor in Indianapolis, and they had a young college student on uh, interning this summer. And he sent me a card. And I mean, he's in college, but I love the depth of his belief. And he said in his card, he said, look back and see that God is faithful. Look ahead and believe that he is able. And may you all by his grace look more like Christ as a result. So as I look back and rehearse his faithfulness, and I look ahead and know he's going to be able, as I focus on that, I'm being transformed into his image because that's where my focus is. So his verse for that was Psalm seventeen fifteen. I will be satisfied in awakening of your likeness in me. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. Man, that's good. Well, for someone listening who may be going on a similar journey or maybe just feeling a little bit lonely in life, struggling to find their own community, mm-hmm. what encouragement or advice would you give to someone looking for that? My first my first thing is ask for it. I think there's so many lovely neighbors, friends, family that just know that you're authentically asking for help, and they will put their shields of faith around you and come alongside you and share verses and thoughts with you. And I think that honesty first before the Lord, that you cry out to Him and say, Lord, I need you. I mean, there's been some nights. I had a little setback about a month ago where my red blood count dropped desperately low, and I was rushed to the ER for a blood transfusion, and I was so sick. I didn't know if I was going to make it, and God infused me with the blood of another person that then activated my body to start making the healthier blood cells that's got me back in the safe zone now. But that crying out and asking for help from my connect group and from my prayer support, that is an opportunity for their faith to partner with my faith. So first of all, I think cry out to the Lord and seek His face and and honestly, I've realized I don't have to beg for that. He's willing to freely give that. And sometimes we just need somebody to encourage us to ask. Mm, that's really good. Thank you. Well, is there anything else on this cancer journey that you've been on since April that has you'd like to share? <clears throat> I would think that my gratitude has just exploded. And I know now why eternity is eternity, because it's going to take that long to thank Him. And praise Him for what He's done in my life. Um, and just every little thing, like a parking place 
at the Cancer Treatment Center are, you know, the hymn that somebody sends me right when I need it. Every little evidence of God's love to me just fills my heart with such gratitude, and it makes me so aware of God's lavish love for me and His unfailing grace and the perfect peace He's kept my mind in during very difficult testings and and uh, ordeals that I've had to go through. Just knowing His presence is right there with me has been so great. So I would just say, cry out to the Lord and ask for that help, and it is clearly around and available. And I promise you, God has got His little people placed all around you, just waiting to be His hands, His feet, His ears, His eyes, His hands to hold you. So just cry out to Him. Man, that's good. So how do you keep your mind from wandering into negativity or frustration or distrust? Well, by God's grace, my mom, when she was going through her cancer journey, my mom has been my mentor my whole life. She showed me how to live the Christian life my whole life. And then as she her cancer came back, she was diagnosed in her 40s, and then it came back in her 80s. And she journaled in her Jesus calling her throughout her journey. So I had her scriptures and her authentic prayers and her authentic cries. So I had a mentor and a discipler to show me how to work through that. So my whole life, she showed me how to live. And then she showed me how to die with great peace and grace and confidence in the Lord. So I come from a rich legacy of that. And the word has gone into my heart and it does not return void. It is the Holy Spirit will bring to my mind a scripture exactly when I need it that's exactly pertinent pertinent to whatever I'm facing. So I really think hiding His Word in your heart during the good seasons and the many trials that lead up to the big trials, God is a perfect teacher and a perfect mentor, and He incrementally moves us along in our sanctification process. And so honestly, I think he saved the best for last for me that I can draw from and build on the scriptures that I knew in my head, but now I know them in my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. Well, Carrie, thank you for just being so encouraging and sharing your story with us. Um, As you know, we have two questions that we ask every guest on the Equip podcast. That's what is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? Well, one of the some things I'm learning is how amazing our bodies are. Mm-hmm. I have just been stunned as I go weekly for blood work to see what my body's doing and how the medical profession can just track everything. And like I said, after my uh, blood transfusion, my doctor said, Carrie, your bone marrow is making tiny little healthy red blood cells that are partnering with these healthy blood cells of the transfusion. And just how God would design mm-hmm. our body. It's it crazy. can click in and be motivated and helped by someone else's blood coming into my body. Of course, I see that as the blood of Christ. But um, how amazing our body is, and that when one part of my body is struggling, the other part rallies there. When my white blood count is low, my red blood count comes and takes up the slack. The and spiritual connections there it's just and amazing. how the body of Christ works in that too. It is just amazing. So cool. And how much I've taken my body for granted. And mm-hmm. my doctor said yesterday, Carrie, you have been so healthy. And that has been such a great resource. Chemo was fierce. I started with fierce chemo, and it lived up to his name. It was fierce. Mm-hmm. But when your body is healthy and you see God partnering with your doctors with the medication, and although it's assaulting your immune system, it's also helping you fight that cancer, that then your body is shoving that 
disease out and replacing it with the healthy blood cells. So it's just been remarkable to learn God's design for our body mm-hmm. and how intentional He is and everything He did and what good stewards we need to be of it. Oh, I love it. Now, what's something you're loving? I am loving my new fellowship and friendship with the medical community. It's just been so remarkable to me how God has put in very key places strong believers Mm -hmm. that are just there knowing who the great physician is, but using their skills, using their wisdom, using their patience, using their empathy and their sympathy to reflect all that to the patient, which is an opportunity for us to get to know the great physician better. Which, let that be an encouragement to anyone feeling um, like they're struggling in their job, whether they're a believer trying to be a light for Christ. You may not ever see the impact that you have on someone that you are ministering to without even knowing. Like, what a beautiful opportunity the Lord has given us. Well, and it's like, it's almost like, I'm going to say a pinball machine, that sounds not very spiritual, but you just ping (laughs) off of one another. Yes. And how that just exhorts and encourages you. And it's so exciting. And and I will confess, I was stunned at the depth of the Mm -hmm. spirituality of, not stunned because I hadn't been exposed to Uh it, but so eternally grateful Mm -hmm. that God is choosing such godly young women. Yesterday when I went to my doctor, there was a young internship shadowing her. And I could tell she loved the Lord and she, we talked about him while we were together. And I just thought, thank you, Lord, that you're raising up these godly next generation mm-hmm. that may find the cure for cancer, but they know who where the rare cure comes from. Oh, I love it so much. Carrie, thank you so much. This has been such an encouragement to me personally, and I know to our listeners well, as well. thank you for letting me rehearse God's faithfulness. It's been such a sacred journey, and I'm forever grateful. Thank it's you. so good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.